0: Stuff um a couple weeks ago when he passed, and it kind of made me miss that whole era of the DJ mixtapes. Oh yeah, where definitely. it's like DJ slay the drama king, let's get into this new exclusive. And this is like, damn, that was always a good feeling when a DJ had that one song that nobody else had, and you got to listen to it with the DJ hollering over it. Now back in the day, I ain't really care for it that much. But now I kind of miss it. That's like that vintage 2000s only type shit where everybody was echoing over the record. And it's like, damn, at the time I used to be like, man, I wish these niggas shut the fuck up, man. (laughs) I'm trying to hear the song. But, um, man, K Slay, that kind of hurt me a little bit, man, because I was, I was list, I was a big K Slay fan and, um, he was like a real, like he, he ain't, he ain't never come with no bullshit when it comes to music man it was always like some street shit he always kept it hip-hop and it wasn't until shoot he when he passed when i i didn't even know he was a a graffiti artist man (laughs) so when those pictures started showing up i'm like dang this dude was really around from back when it started man so um yeah man rest in peace to k Slade, man
1: yeah man rest in peace to drama king um, yeah, that took me by surprise too. I didn't know he had been sick for a while. Apparently it was a long COVID. Yeah. And he was really suffering through it. So yeah, very unfortunate, very shocking and surprising. And yeah, man, the mixtape era was cool. I mean, there were like you, I got tired of some songs and there's still some songs you can't really get like an official version of. Yeah, And the only version you can get is like with a DJ K Slayer or somebody else scream, DJ Clue screaming all over the fucking song. And it's <laughs> annoying, man, but yeah. it was still cool. It was a cool era, man. You would always look forward to the new, you know, because now artists just drop whatever, whenever, kind yeah, of. They necessarily before. don't need a DJ. Exactly. There, there was no project dropping back in the day. Okay, there was no, this is not an album, but this is not a mixtape. This is the project. Like, no, it was only albums and mixtapes. Yeah. So, and mixtapes were cool because you could rap over whatever sample. So The best dip set work was from mixtapes. Yeah. Let's be real, man. Their albums are good. Yeah. But Diplomatic Community is classic. Yeah. But their best work was on mixtapes because you didn't have to clear no samples. Yeah.
0: They probably had, like, two class. I would play I ain't gonna say classic but two good one classic and one good dip set album the mm. rest of the stuff was classic mixtapes in my opinion man yeah yeah just just how freely they could just do they could like like when you listen to it now the shit is not mixed <laughs> the mm-hmm. shit don't sound that good I didn't realize it back then, but yeah the shit do not sound good on the ears, especially the freestyles like I got a bunch of jr writer freestyles. Mm-hmm. It's just like, man, it sound like this nigga is on the phone yep. and rapping, man. But at the time, I mean, you ain't really care about that. You just listening for the bars. But um, yeah, man, this it, he was one of those DJs that really cared about the art, man. Because you got a lot of other DJs who kind of sell out a little bit mm-hmm. and they just go with whoever's hot. But this dude still, you know, he he worked. You you see, he was working with Shaq. He worked with yeah. tons of different people. And then he also, you know, had his ear to the streets, man. He, you know, he, look. I didn't know who Papoose was until he came. Mm-hmm. Until yeah. He, he definitely up broke with Papoose. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he definitely kept his ear to the streets. He kept a hip hop. And, um, yeah, man, it's it's crazy, man, because that, that legendary gritty hip hop voice, man, I, I'll, I'll never forget that. How, you know, I, 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 every every time I think of a New Yorker, I think of K. Slay. Yeah, <laughs> now no, I'm a think.
1: king. Mister Thanksgiving,
0: Mister Slap yeah, your classic. favorite DJ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> classic <laughs> stuff, man. Yeah. Now full disclosure, I actually hate that new version of Can't Stop the Rain. <laughs> yeah I, I know i yeah. couldn't stand it man yeah
0: I, I only played it because it had um dj drum uh what, I was yeah of course of yeah course. i played I uh on yeah, i'm name. not
1: knocking the, i'm not knocking a choice i'm just saying yeah. personally i hated that song man because yeah. that was in a weird era where people were just remaking shit to remake it yeah and yeah i think that was around the same time like that we are the world. 2009 or where the fuck version yeah, that was that came whole, out like... Yeah, I think
0: he had a whole bunch of those,
1: man. Yeah, shit yeah. like that. I'm like, man, y'all need to leave well enough alone. <laughs> Reminded me of when uh Eminem and G Unit made their own version of Hail Mary over the oh, oh, fucking yeah. Murder, Inc. beef. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. y'all do not need to be stepping on no classics like that. But anyway, I digress. Any, yeah. R.I.P. to case later, man. That shit was shocking and sad, so... Yeah, a uh, big loss for hip-hop yeah. uh this past couple of weeks, man. So, yeah. Unfortunate, but, you know, life goes on, and we've got to go on with another exciting edition of J Prince. Something we listening to. The gems and juice. There we go. Yeah, we back at it, back at it. Took a little mini hiatus. We back yeah. at Happy it. Happy birthday, In- man. Oh, thank you, man. Thank <laughs> you.
0: Celebrating Appreciate your birthday all month, man.
1: Oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah, I'm doing it big. I'm doing it big. I'm, now I'm at the age where women are, where they don't put the numbers on the balloons no more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't never see a that balloon. Just, that, you don't see a balloon yep. and say
0: 37. <laughs>
1: yeah. When Women will count the years and publicly say the years up to like 25.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> when is the last time you heard a woman celebrate their 29th birthday and knew it was a 29th and they advertised it as a 29th? Yeah.
2: These
1: are 20, upper 20s and up. <laughs> then it's just it's my birthday, yeah. And they be editing out the years sometimes, but okay, we know, we know, we yeah. know,
0: we know y'all up you need there. Need to be proud. Look, man, there's some women out here that don't even look their age. They look super yeah. young.
1: Man, mm-hmm. be proud
0: of that, man. Like if you if you're 41, man, say you're 41. Like, it's, it's look, horrible. man,
1: I'm happy to get washed. Not everybody lives long enough to be washed, okay? So yeah. I will take my washness with dignity and pride because fucking yeah. not everybody got the chance to make it to 35 and up, man. So
0: yeah, fuck it. I, I got, man, it. I got to the age where I have to like do some math to make sure I'm that age. Oh, I'm yeah, like, I'm yeah, like, yeah. am I 33? Am I 33? Mm-hmm. So I got to backtrack a little bit, to make sure I'm 33. Cause sometimes I'll be like, Oh yeah, I'll be 33 this year. I'm like, wait man. Yeah. I, I, I'm at that age now. So that's, yep. that's troubling. <laughs>
1: That dementia starting to kick in, man. <laughs> For real. I would say CTE, but I ain't playing no sports, so I got no excuse. Yeah, <laughs> Just a mental starting to disappear, man. Yeah,
0: shit. I ain't b- um, bumped my head since I was like eight years old.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Glad to be back at it. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, finally, new music drop, man. We finally yeah. got some music to dig into. Some real Along good music. Was it, <laughs> what's that some real good music? I know, finally, man. Yeah. Finally. Some big we've been begging for some new releases. We finally got one last week. Uh Pusha T finally dropped his uh his new album, half produced by Pharrell, half produced by Kanye West. Um it's called It's Almost Dry. Uh finally dropped it. Uh, about twelve tracks long, almost double the length of his previous album, Daytona um and yeah that's pretty much it got features with uh Lil Uzi Vert Kanye West Pharrell of course you already know Jay-Z um Kid Cudi who has announced that that will be his last song with Kanye West because they are in a beef how the how the fuck they let Pete Davidson come between Kid Cudi and Kanye West man what kind of world we live in
0: that is crazy
1: can you yeah. really believe that all the, all the great work they've done together is now done because of Pete Davidson?
0: Yeah. That's
1: fucking ridiculous. That don't
0: make no sense. We was talking, you know, we had a side conversation before the podcast about how people need to patch shit up, man. Mm-hmm. That That's one of them, man. Like, look, man, you, I, look, don't take nothing personal like that, man. Like, one little Pete Davidson, man, don't, it should not, Break up a a relationship like cuddy and and Kanye they put too much good stuff out here. They made some classic projects in my opinion, some classic songs man, come on man that, that made no sense it's sad
1: no i it really is sad man and and it, the the fun i mean it's funny that it happened because of Pete Davidson, but it's also very sad too, yeah. but you know Kanye and kid Cuddy Dunn fell out and got back together several times so i'm sure it's just one of them times i'm sure as they get older they'll realize this shit was stupid but here we are now and yeah but kid Cuddy still is on the album thankfully um and yeah so i guess we'll start breaking it down man uh figgy i want to hear your thoughts first how do you think do you think this album lives up to the hype and do you think it is equal to or better to or better than uh, Put Your T's last album,
0: Daytona? Um, I, I'm going to start. I'm going to answer your questions first and so then I'm going to get into the album. I do not think it lived up to the hype. <laughs> I mm. felt like this was super hyped up. Some of the songs that came out, I was kind of excited about. But to me, it was a little underwhelming. Um, And to answer your second question, I don't think it's better than Daytona. <laughs> I, I I think they to me I I feel safe at calling Daytona a classic. Uh, I don't think it's that man, but um, to get into the album, man. When I so first listen, you know I went through it without skipping. First listen, I was kind of confused on the intro, man, because I felt like the intro was kind of soft. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, is this the first track? And you know, mind you, my first listen was you know, through, like, a little Bluetooth speaker, so I'm like, man, I'm not really, you know, I ain't really feeling this one like that, it's cool, but not to start off the album, so, um, the second song, Let the Smoker Shine the Coop, that one, I was like, wait a minute, like, this still don't really sound like, this don't sound like Daytona, that gritty, hard sound that Daytona had, and I'm not, I'm not saying that album should have been just like, you know this one but i was still kind of like uh like i was kind of confused i'm like man this sounds too soft man <laughs> like i should be ready to go outside and ready to start selling some dope and i wasn't feeling like that so i got to the the dreaming of the past with kanye and that song was i I liked the beat on that one and that one i kind of woke up a little bit i was like okay okay i see it you know and um so on that song kanye kind of sounded different i wasn't sure if it was kanye he didn't really sound the same and so um so that was that was that kind of shocked me a little bit i ain't really you know i ain't really care that much for the little verse he ain't really said that much in the song but um we talked about neck Um, um so do you remember i didn't really care for this one This, at this point of the album, I'm like, damn, this kind of, this kind of remind me of like a, um, like the guy um, the Godfather of Harlem soundtrack or something. Is this, this all started to sound like some type of drug dealer movie soundtrack. I'm like, man, this, I don't know. I I wasn't really feeling it at first, man. So, um, we played diet, we, we talked about Diet Coke, um, rock and roll. I thought rock and roll was Okay. I didn't think it was the best song going there. I thought it was okay. I was a little disappointed because it was uh, Pusha T, Kanye, and and Kid Cudi. So um, I was a little disappointed at that, but it was all right. I got to Call My Bluff. I like Call My Bluff a lot. I I felt like this was kind of a a classic type of Neptune's uh, clips type of sound. So I really liked that song. I didn't like Scrape It Off at all i i ain't i ain't care for that song at all i felt like that wasn't even a push a t song i was disappointed at that um i was happy hear me clearly uh hear me clearly was on there (laughs) um open air and i pray for you i like those songs um to me malice that was one of my favorite malice verses in in a long time he was really he was really going in on that verse. I'm like, damn. I I kind of didn't want it to end. That was the one song that really made me feel like we should really get another Clips project. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I said it here and there, like maybe you know it would be good to get something like that again. But I ain't think it would happen. But hearing that, I felt like we could get one man. It seems like Malice is is a little more hungry now. Now, I'm not saying we're going to get grinding and stuff like that, but he seemed like he a little hungry. I, I, I could see him giving us a a, a good six songs, and a, a six-song type of project from Clips. But um, all of this was from my first listen. So by the time I got in the car, I played again. I played the first track, um, uh, Brambleton and i felt like it sounded way better than it did through the bluetooth and the bass was hitting so um long story short bramble um uh, brambleton actually became one of my favorite songs on this album so uh i like i like the first track a lot um i like let the smokers shine the coop a lot i think it maybe it has something to do with the bass i'm not sure but um the album got a lot better for me but I still think it was a little underwhelming. Um, I was kind of disappointed in the in the production overall. I felt like the production was a little soft. Uh, you know, outside of a few tracks, I liked the "I Pray for You" track. I felt like that was a vintage clips type of production, but outside of that, man, I felt like it was a little soft. Man, I was disappointed. I I and we we said on this podcast, or I said on this podcast a couple times how I don't think it's gonna live up to Daytona because I really like Daytona. But um I I, I still like the album. I still think it's qualified, but to me it was a little underwhelming, man. Uh I, I, I just remember listening to Daytona for the first time and it's like damn, like I ain't skipped nothing. And next thing you know it was over. I'm like, what the fuck? It was only like twenty minutes. But it was like, damn, like every song going here was fire to the point you ain't wanted to end. I just didn't feel like that with this one. And um, I felt like he could have kept the features, to be honest. I ain't even need the Kanye features. I ain't need the Cuddy feature. I ain't need the. I definitely ain't need the Lil Uzi and um, Don Tolliver feature on this. So um, I was a little disappointed at that. But um, the more I listen to the album, the more I, I really like it. But like I said, it's still underwhelming, and it's not better than Daytona. But I still give it a qualified.
1: Qualified. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, I pretty much agree, man. Um, And this is also a good kind of kind of a good thing that we had some time to digest this album, which is why I wish albums would come out earlier in the week. Again. Cause I'm sick of this Tuesday, like one man. day reaction, Tuesday, one like, like cause really to... we're, we're, we're just giving our first thoughts on an album.
2: Yeah.
1: And it was a it, refreshing to revisit an album after a few days and see how you feel and see how it settled in. Cause sometimes I think an album is really good. I go back, and listen to it. I'm like, Oh, it wasn't that good. Yeah. And sometimes I'll, I'll think an album was trash and I'll listen to it in a week and be like, okay, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. So, I mean, I wish albums will come out on tuesdays again so we have the whole week to uh adjust and uh absorb it but i digress whatever that ain't changing um but yeah i mean i pretty much agree um starting out i did like brambleton i did like a, a good number of the songs at first um it really wasn't I don't know, uh, Dreaming of the Past, the, the sample got a little bit annoying after a, that, after a little bit. Man, that was like that old vintage Kanye just looping a fucking sample, a loud ass vocal sample over and over again. I mean, that got a little irritating after a while to me. Um, but I still like the song, man. Let the Smokers Shine the Coops immediately, like, got me kind of hyped, man. I like mm. that song a lot, actually. It's mm. actually probably my favorite song. That reminded me of like some, old hell half no fury type of uh production from pharrell man mm. like that was some hard shit and now that actually got me really into the album i'm like okay he might he he might actually top daytona with this i'm thinking because mm. that beat was crazy man yeah. um neck and wrist we talked about that like you said um just so you remember eh, it didn't really do anything for me um in particular that's where I I started to dial back my expectations a little bit because I'm like, okay, it ain't it ain't gonna be Daytona. That's yeah. when I knew it was gonna it was not gonna be Daytona. Um but Die Code talked about that. Call My Bluff. I thought that was a boring track, man. Like I actually think that's probably my least favorite track on the album. Um it kind of felt like a throwaway from Hell Hath No Fury. Mm. Kind of like it to me, I just I didn't the beat was just boring. Um, Pusha T with his hooks and what he was trying to do, I I just wasn't feeling it. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly about the features. I mean, these songs would be cool. Like, "Scrape It Off" would be cool if it was on like a little Uzi Vert or Don Tolliver album. Yeah, but it don't. It feels out of place on a Pusha T album, man. Um, so I, I really wasn't feeling that either. Um, I did uh, hear me clearly, probably still top two songs on the album to me, uh, are let the smokers shine the coops and hear me clearly to me.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and I pray for you, uh, uh, like I, I agree with what you said. Basically, it got me in the mood for eclipse album. I want to hear a reunion, at least, at least little mini project, man. Yeah. So that, that was a really good song. I actually did like the rock and roll song with, uh, Kanye and Kid Cudi I like that song man I thought the beat was cool and I enjoyed it uh but I'm I'm pretty much lock and step with you about it not even being close to Daytona man because I went back and listened to Daytona because maybe I, I was too. thinking I was bugging me too I was like Maybe I'll go back and listen to this and maybe it wasn't as good as I thought. Man. Dog, it was better than I thought. Yeah, I
0: dog, I had, I had to put, um, the infrared in the Serato, man. Yeah. I'm like that because, you know, I listened to it, but, but when you go back and listen, it's just like, man, this shit is hard, man. Like he was actually going in on that song. I'm like, the the whole
1: album, like hard piano, like when I first heard hard piano, man, words cannot describe how I felt listening to Rick Ross and push a T on that beat. Yeah. Like dog, that was some Goku and Vegeta type shit. Like it was fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Uh listening to that album. The first time was an experience. It was. And, and listening to this album, it's like, it's just a cool album. Yeah. And, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. But he had taken so much time off that you thought he was going to come back with something equal to that. Yeah. And maybe, you know, pressure creates diamonds. I'm sure uh Dayton was made pretty quickly. I don't think, you know, because Kanye was going through that whole era where he was just pushing out all these good music albums yeah. and to the detriment of some aka uh Tiana Taylor who was not happy with that whole process. But for Pusha T it really worked. Yeah. Honestly, cuz I think that's the best work he's ever put out. that album it just has a just a gritty feel to it man like it just puts you in a whole mood when you put that album on yeah um so yeah this one uh just did not live up to it unfortunately um i gotta ask you too because he did make a like a playlist version of the album where he separated the pharrell tracks produced tracks and the kanye produced tracks and he called it uh uh, date, uh, Pharrell versus Kanye. Mm. So now that brings up the question Who do you think had the better side of the album, Pharrell or Kanye?
0: To be honest, man, I would probably go with, um, uh, Pharrell. I think he, I, I enjoyed his, uh, production better than Kanye's. Kanye's, it seemed to me, it seemed kind of a little bit lazy. And that's that's why I was so disappointed because we know what Kanye can do. Just imagine knowing what Pharrell can do, and you know he probably just don't feel like it, or he might see something we don't really see, and it's not all that. So I I, I like Pharrells. So I felt like he kind of got a um he kind of brought back a little other uh gritty clips type beats, but I think it was still a little. Soft. I I was I I would say this. Uh these beats I felt like were better these are better than the ones he gives Jay Z. Because for oh, some yeah. reason he gives Jay Z the soft ass beats <laughs> that don't really that I really don't care for that much. But to me in the push T standard, this is probably his softest batch outside of the uh let the smokers clean the coop.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would actually think Kanye, I would probably edge out Kanye a little bit more just because he I don't know. Overall I liked uh his side of the tape more, his beats and his production more. Um, but honestly, they both could have done better, I feel, yeah. to be honest. Um, I think Kanye really gets Pusha T. You know, I think Kanye really understands what kind of beats to give Pusha T. And I think Pusha T is is in his best form when he's rapping over Kanye beats. I think when he raps over Pharrell beats, he wants to be more mainstream. He wants to be more, you know, shit you can play in a club, which I don't like that Pusha T. Yeah. You know, I like the grimy ass Coke stories over old ass samples and hard hitting bass, Pusha yeah. T. Yeah. I don't like the fucking shit you play at the club. Uh, uh, Pusha T, man. That that's yeah. that's Drake's lane. Le- y'all all got your own lanes, man. And that's Drake's lane. He can stay in that lane. Uh, the Pusha T, we li- I like him in in that lane. That that Daytona lane, man. Yeah. Ain't no Daytona song you can play in a club. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. But I,
0: uh, yeah, I do think working with somebody like for real, because I, I I heard a story about the "Call My Bluff" song. And how Pharrell I th- I think he Pharrell gave him that beat. And I heard Pusha T was very frustrated with trying to, you know, catch on to that beat. And which I, I can understand because sometimes you don't really you don't really understand how that beat goes. And so maybe that's why the hook was kinda like that. But Wait for what beat? The call my bluff.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So that uh and you know, working with somebody like Pharrell. It's not like a thing where you could be just like, get the, get this bullshit out of here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Pharrell earned the, uh, respect to, you know, kind of trust him. So if Pharrell come to you and say, Hey, this is it. Just do the hook like this. Do the, uh, rap like this. You probably gonna do it, especially if you push a T and you've been working for, with Pharrell from the beginning. Mm So, uh, I was thinking maybe that song was probably something like that, a, a situation like that. But um, yeah, man, I, uh, yeah, I, I like Pharrell's production on here more, a little more than Kanye's, man. But I, I agree with you; they could have both did better.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, man, we, we waited so long. That's the the kind of annoying thing about it. We waited so long for the follow up, yeah. and like I, it was good. It was a good album. I'm glad it came out. I'm glad, you know, it, it was a good album, but it was not of the caliber of Daytona, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I, so. yeah. I will say this, though. I wouldn't be surprised because this this album was very anticipated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we was waiting on this, and it was, it was all over the place. He had to roll out. He had everything. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if this album probably get more run than the other one than Daytona, just off the strength that is, you know, he got like a full rollout. It's not, uh, you know, hey, we dropping next week. <laughs> and it just appeared because that's how Daytona yeah. came out. And so we didn't know what to expect. We didn't even hear anything from the album, and it just dropped. So this one had a little more time to marinate, had a little more time to build up. And so I think that that could be some of the reason why, you know, I was kind of underwhelmed. Because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, uh, we heard Hear Me Clearly. And then we heard, you know, we heard Diet Coke. And then uh, the Jay Z uh, feature dropped. So now it's like, oh shit. <laughs> like, you know, we ready for it. And, you know, like I said, I was so underwhelmed. But, um, yeah, I think, I think I wouldn't be surprised if this album, you know, lasts a little longer than the other one. Just off the strength of the, you know, not saying how commercial it is, but how much time he put into it and the promotion behind it, the push behind it.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. It's uh, definitely more commercial. Yeah. Like, look, this is more of an industry album than Daytona. You know, he did videos for it. He did a whole press run about it. He did. uh And I mean, I guess he did that after Daytona, but that was more organic. And now it's more because of the Drake beef. Yeah, you know, this one kind of
0: came out of nowhere because exactly. I, I ain't know what to expect. So
1: nobody even knew what's coming out, like you said. But this yeah. was a very much more industry favorable rollout. You have the singles coming out, you have the videos. What up, Mookie? Mook. See you in the comments, man. How you doing, dog? What's
0: going on, man? We gotta get you back on this bad boy.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Shout out to Mookie Montonio in the comments. We see you, man um but yeah man uh it, it, it was way more of an industry rollout in which i like look you gotta make money you got you gotta do these things with an artist, and he, he sees himself as that kind of artist i'm sure but i'm just saying i like the gritty grimy no video for nothing just fucking put the music out and it's just the grimiest shit you ever heard yeah. but you know yeah i'm sure like there are some songs here you can play on a radio yeah. You know, Lil Uzi Vert and Don Tolliver, I'm sure he could. That's gonna get run in clubs and radio play and all that shit. But you do, know, do you I'm, think
0: that was his intention? Because I felt like he haven't had that type of intention in a long time, where he had to, you know, do something, you know, for for the radio or do something industry like. It seemed like he always marched on the, his his, you know, his own drum, beat to his own drum. So it's. So I was kinda surprised to even see Lil Uzi Vert and Don Tolliver on there. Yeah. Like I I understand the Cuddy and Kanye. That that kinda makes sense. And who wouldn't want Cuddy and Kanye on their album? But the the Lil' Uzi Vert kinda threw me off a little bit and Don Tolliver. So but he like I said, he been he been around for a minute, man. I don't know the last actual song he tried to push out there to be commercialized.
1: Look, I think he's a. I mean, I think his goals are different now. I think he's more about the bag. Look, he did the Arby's commercial, man. Yeah. Like he he really did a Arby's commercial, <laughs> writing a diss song about the fillet of fish. Yeah. You asked me back when Daytona dropped if this nigga would make a rap song about a burger. I would have said hell no, man. But so I think his, I think his goals are different now. I think he he sees himself as proven in rap. And he don't gotta make no more, you know, albums for the hip hop heads only, you know, yeah. so he can, I think he feels more free to, you know, do the main, more mainstream sound and, you know, get the bag and do the videos and do all the stuff he wants to do. So yeah, I think his goals are different now, man, but you know, Hey, I, I can't knock him for it. Look, man, get yeah. the bag, get what you, do what you gotta do. Uh, but yeah, like I'm, I'm a fan of the grit and grimy ass push T. We didn't really get that here, but it's still a good album. I'm glad it came out. I'm sure it's going to be on a lot of top of the year um album lists regardless. So, yeah. 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 Like we said, it's qualified, yeah. but yeah, I still like it.
0: Yeah, I still like it, but just the songs he put out really made me excited for the album, and it didn't really yeah. live up to it. it, it I th- And, look, I like the song Neck and Wrist. I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I like it a lot. That shouldn't be one of the best songs on there, to me. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, so yeah, I thought he was gonna have songs better than that on there.
1: Yeah, yeah, hear me clearly is what really got me hyped for the album, man. That's what really like. I was like, if this album sounds like this, then it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, it, it was kind of a mixed bag, honestly. But hey, I mean. It is what it is. It is what it is. Still a good album. Like we said, we recommend it. If you ain't heard it yet, we do recommend you listen to it. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 all right. it's, it's right. It's, we'll say it's all right. It's cool. It's cool. Um, another album did drop. Unfortunately, I did not get a chance to listen to this. Um, oh, I wanted to, man. but it's been a busy ass look, oh, man. Oh man, I, I I was holding down the fort. of I, Future trains fell off for the longest time. I thought I think you was going to the year, gym
0: with this album, man.
1: <laughs> I think last year I finally gave it up, man. I, I finally said, okay, future is you know uh, I don't know, but um, he did drop a new album. It's called "I Never Liked You" in all capital letters. Um, now I did hear that future was going to switch it up. And it was going to be more of like an intros- introspective, you know, and he's actually going to be rapping about some themes. He did drop that song on Valentine's Day where he called it the worst day because he couldn't, he had too many hoes and didn't have enough time to spend with them. <laughs> and, and he even made a video where he like took an L at the end. Yeah. And I was like, wow, yeah. maybe this is a new future. Maybe we're getting something new here. <laughs> um, But I also heard a clip where he said something like, fucked her in the ass, made her pee pee.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, yeah okay okay
1: that. so <laughs> that was a, yeah. so it but ain't, it ain't too much different yeah uh but you did hear the album i want to hear your thoughts man what do you think about this new future album called i never liked you
0: um the the stuff you described about um i guess what he planned on doing with his next project i guess rapping about something else i didn't hear it at all man this sounds like the same old future but I will say the production on here was pretty fire, man. I I, I liked it. Um, I'm not a big fan of, a, of the future love songs, and there was not a lot of those on here. I will probably say it's 16 tracks on here, and I will probably say it was a good for emo type of um um records on here. And um, the rest of the stuff, man, the production was really good, man uh he got a song with Drake called I'm on 1 which is kind of hilarious because Drake got a song called I'm on 1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um that song was fire. Um um it's a song called for a nut <laughs> pause I, I maybe mm-hmm. I should throw a pause in there. But um this song got Gunna and Young Gun- um, Young Thug on there. And I think I think that might be the song where he said <laughs> fucker in the ass met her people yeah and young thug got some some similar lyrics on there too but the product the beat on there is crazy i like that beat a lot um he got a song called massage me (laughs) which is the song is hard too um i think it's a pretty good project man i was actually shocked because i was going into this album not really expecting anything i was going into it expecting to skip and I found myself getting stuck on the first four tracks where I'm like, damn, like this shit is actually all right, man. If it, if he just released these four, I'll be like, damn, this is a damn good project right here. And even the song with Kanye, Kanye was kind of going in on the song, man. The, the beat on here was hard too. Um, he got a song with Kanye called Keep It Burning. And, um, yeah, that song is hard too. So I, I think, man, look, if you, if you, if you're a future fan, man, I, I think you might enjoy this one. Um, if you, if you're the type of person that work out in the gym or, you know, do, do something like that, I think this is the perfect album for it. I think, okay. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a really good production on here. I was actually shocked, man, because it seemed like the last couple future projects be a little too emo for me. And you know we talked about this a lot man i don't you know I'm not a big Rod way person where you know the the cry the crossing, and you know my mama left me and mm-hmm. you know, I don't really care for that. he got like four of those on there, but um, uh, everything else I think is all right man i think uh he sound he sound a little hungry on there, so um, I don't know man i I think it's cool, I think it's qualified. I think, you know, if you want to hear some hard-ass song, some shit that bump in the whip, check it out.
1: Qualified. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going to check it out this weekend, man. Um, I will say, I believe uh the Emo Future peaked with the Hendrix album. Um, I think that was, like, the best Emo Future we ever got, man. Yeah, like, that that's, whole that's album. The, is
0: that the one with, like, rich sex and... Nah, was, it
1: was uh it had the song with Rihanna. Oh
0: I forget what that was called every...
1: It had Solo, which I think Solo is like a top five future song, man. I think that, that that's actually the best. It might be better than Cody and Crazy. Really? Solo's okay. a really good song, man. That that's the that might be the best emo future song ever. Okay. But um yeah, I think Hendrix was like the peak of emo future um and after that is i think he just kind of makes it just because he's expected to but yeah. um i'm gonna check the album out man i'm looking forward to it and i want to hear it um I, i'm i'm encouraged by you saying the production is good because it has been kind of iffy before yeah. with his last few projects because you know I, I don't know why but it's good to see he's back to form and sounding good so i'm gonna definitely check it out man
0: yeah yeah you got we gotta um come back to this conversation next week Maybe I yeah. might be tripping.
1: <laughs> yeah, you never know. See these day one listens, man. They fuck us up. They yeah. fuck us up because you never, you can't. Sometimes you can't even trust your own self. Yeah. You know because <laughs> I might be in a bad mood here. Album I don't like it. Yeah. And I hear it the next day, and I'm in a good mood. So yeah.
0: But yeah, see, fucking- the, the thing about future though is you're not necessarily going to him for the lyrics. I, I know That's we, true. you know, I know we, you know, we we heard some of the weird lyrics from him, but Mm -hmm. like if the production is really good you could get you could just mute out the lyrics man you could just play you know if the shit bumps you can you know the lyrics kind of cancel itself out but if the production ain't there then this is it's tough
1: yeah um but that's another thing too like that's one thing i heard djs complain about with the whole friday release day thing like you never know what What's going to be hot for the weekend yeah. when the album comes out on Friday? Mm-hmm. Cause you, you play a record on, that came out on Friday on Friday night. Most people ain't even heard it yet, but yeah. that shit came out on Tuesday. You'd be looking forward to hearing it in the club or in a party setting, man. But yeah. I don't know. I just don't like it, but yeah. whatever. I, I, I could, I can make a whole podcast complaining about that bullshit. Yeah.
0: But. I think, I think it's deeper than what we just saying. I don't think they just oh, picked yeah. a they probably looking at analytics and oh, yeah, people it's, uh, get paid on Friday, so that type of
1: apparently thing. um out is they're they were adjusting to the international release date because internationally albums always came out on Fridays and the United States was just an exception. Mm-hmm. And I guess in the streaming era, they just said fuck it, we're all gonna be uh. Ah, uh, United in the Friday release, but whatever. I still yeah. don't like it, but I digress.
0: Yeah. I th- I, I, the crazy thing is, I feel like a lot more people, a lot more artists, are starting to release music randomly. That's not Friday, because yeah. I forgot. I forgot who it was that released something um on a random Tuesday or Wednesday, and I was just like, "Oh shit, okay." And it and I appreciated that because it stood out. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, this person released something today. And that's the only artist that released something. So I had time to focus on it throughout the week instead of Friday because today, like I had a long day too. And, um, you know, I, I got a chance to listen to the album in the car, like on my way to work, on my way to get a haircut, on my way home. So that was the only time I had a chance to listen to it. So just imagine other people albums that come out. So it, it kind of sucked, you know, it sucked for the DJs. It, it sucked for us because, you know, when if, you know, three people dropped the album <laughs> today mm-hmm. and, you know, we got to jump on here and give a, a, a honest review, which we always do. Yeah. And it's, it's tough, man. But the push T thing was, I think it was perfect that we were off last week and we had time, we had a whole week to listen to it. So it it worked out right. Because I probably would have came in upset. I probably would have said, no, that of it was pig pen. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, um, I'm glad it gave me time to sit with it a little bit.
1: And needs time to digest, man. Can't be rushing shit down. It's like food, dog. We can't be treating it like fast food. You gotta let it percolate, season, marinate, all that good stuff. Yeah. No, I'm hungry. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I guess it's time to get into some topics, man. You have a whole lot that happened this past couple of weeks we got to react to um i guess we'll go more recent first uh let's get some sports in here man you've been covering the draft the texans draft um Mm. how do you first off how was that experience i know they had a draft party at the miller miller outdoor theater um this week so how was that experience man how's a fan is a fan base charged up are they really are they really into it now man
0: they are they are and it's actually a good vibe going on man because the past couple of years it wasn't really a good vibe i could tell people was a little irritated but man um uh, thursday night round 1 with the texans having two picks in the first 13 rounds that was people were so excited man we were sitting here talking about all these random scenarios and oh maybe they're going to pick this person Or maybe they could. They got all the Elmo to uh to jump back up into the top ten and grab this person. It it was just you know it was it was really a positive vibe. It was a positive vibe from the um from the people that work with the Texans. So you know everybody just hey what's going on? I'm I'm super excited. It's it's a big day. So it was it was um it was a really good vibe in the city, man. And I felt like that vibe haven't been around in a long time. So it was good to see everybody excited. And, and let me be clear, I don't, I'm not saying the team going to make the playoffs or anything like that. They they probably going to suck next year. I don't know. But it's good to see that the arrow is pointed up finally because the arrow was not pointed up in the last two years. And, you know, with no Deshaun Watson here, um, we can look forward. <laughs> we can look at the draft and, you know, Focus on the rebuild, man. And it, I mean, it still sucked that it came to this, but I think a lot of people are pretty excited. Even man, even Larry and Stafford, uh, Stafford sound a little excited, man. Nah. And, and yeah, so I knew that was a sign that you know, I guess things good things are coming. But um, yeah, man, it 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 was pretty cool out there, man. It, they had that um, at the Miller Outdoor Theater. Mm-hmm. Out at uh I want to say it was out at Herman Park, mm-hmm. so um I think that was the first time they had something like that there, and it was it was pretty packed. Um, the Texans staff put a lot of work into it. It it looked it looked good, man. So yeah, shout out to the Texans. Um, yeah, man they they picked two players yesterday. I, I think they got a couple more to um Friday night. So, yeah. They they looking yeah. pretty good, man.
1: <laughs> so far, at the time of our recording right now, they got Derek Stingley Jr. at third with the third pick, cornerback. Uh Kenyon Green, I believe he's a guard, at fifteen. Um, Jaden Pete Peter, I don't know how the fuck you say his last name at thirty seven and John Mechie at forty four. I'm sure they may have already picked somebody else by now. I don't know. But um that's what they have right now, so yeah man um yeah it's good to finally see some positivity with the team um you, you would have never thought ask us a year ago people would be relieved that Deshaun is gone yeah but that is kind of like a weight lifted off the fan base at this point now man to mm-hmm. finally be able to move on with the franchise to finally have some first round draft picks in what seems like forever yeah to finally be picking in the first round the draft and high up at that
0: mm-hmm. like
1: very, very, and the draft's always a fun time, man. It's a fun yeah. time to speculate. It's a fun time to react. Um, and yeah, finally they had a, uh, a first round. It's a highly anticipated first round pick. So yeah, exciting to see what happens, man. Um, yeah, good, good, good to see the uh, fan base is re-energized and charged up and. Uh, who did the Browns pick? Man, you've been following that. Um, do they get anybody Do they even have any draft picks to uh, pick they, in this they, draft? They
0: didn't have a first round pick. No, oh, uh, okay. They had a second round pick, but they actually traded with the Texans. The Texans jumped up. It took ah. their second round pick, so that's how the Texans got the uh, the John um uh, with Biche, <laughs> Biche, mm-hmm. however you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or S- how you say it? I don't know.
0: Yeah. So yeah. uh the Texans they they jumped up and made the trade. So that was. Dang. It's pretty exciting. So
1: Cleveland looking like a uh, Texans North at this point. No, <laughs> no draft picks. I know. <laughs> hey, look, I will say Our this: Our old quarterback.
0: Yeah, I will say this, man. I, I think, I think it's probably worth the draft picks. <laughs> oh yeah, I <laughs> finally of got a damn quarterback. But, yeah. So I think I don't think Cleveland complaining too much.
1: <laughs> no,
0: no, they good. They good.
1: I mean, they already got a complete team. Honestly, at this point,
0: so. Yeah, that's why I was selling yeah, like a couple. Picks. Yeah, I was selling a couple people because I seen some people like, oh, they ain't got no draft. Look, they had draft pick for the past twenty fucking years, man. Mm-hmm. Like, is like if you told me I could trade six draft picks and get a franchise quarterback, I would have been did that. So I look, man, they they had all their draft picks. Um, shit, some of them just signed new contracts, so. Look, man, if if we, if we they ain't got a pick in the next three rounds, I'm, I'm good with it, man.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. no, nah, I mean, look, they, they've been picking high for a long time now, and that ain't translated into anything until just now. So, yeah, fuck it, look, y'all
0: good. Look at the Rams, just say fuck them picks. <laughs> hmm <laughs> They ain't have mm-hmm. a pick in, like, five years, man, so. No, that's low key.
1: Actually, high key. The the trend now, like there's yeah. been graphs tracking how many people are tr- how many teams have been trading their first round picks. Yeah. And it's like a record number now. Yeah. This It's kind of like the Golden State effect where they just changed the entire league and what they thought <laughs> about the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. That's how people view the draft now, man. It's like. You know, if you a good team, you don't need draft picks. Like fuck yeah. it. Trade them. Get yeah. better players. If, if
0: you could, if, if I could tell you, I give you a first round pick for your best player. and you like shit. Hell yeah. I think mm-hmm. cool because we're going to be picking what 29th anyway. So yep. you're probably going to be getting a project. So fuck it. I'd rather, I'd rather get a pro bowler, somebody that's already established for that pick. And just, you know, uh, just use that as my draft pick. And the cap space is so funny, man. Like, I don't even think that shit real. Because you can fix it however you want. Because Rams at some point had, like, $1. (laughs) Like, they Mm were so under the cap. And they out here still giving motherfuckers extensions. So, yeah, man. Like, you, you can fix anything in the NFL, man. And them draft picks... Uh, look if you're trying to win a super bowl man fuck them draft picks man them draft picks ain't gonna do much
1: yeah at this point it's seeming like it man it's seeming like it so um yeah so good luck to everybody who was drafted coming to houston h town i know some people are already from here or have yeah. been from here so yeah uh good to have them good number hopefully get them on the podcast too man come on if y'all fuck with hip-hop new texans players make sure y'all come on to jim's Juice Podcast, jim's uh, yeah. Yeah, try, we gotta try, to do a bit.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna try to get one of them more. I'm gonna try to get one of them more. I'm gonna try to. Yeah, yeah see we, gotta, we gotta figure out their taste first, okay? Hey, Kenyon Green is from Umble.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. I think uh John Mechie or Mechie is from. He he went to Baylor. I think yeah. he's from Houston too. So, yeah. yeah, man, got some Houston natives up in here. Yeah, homegrown team. I yeah. fuck with it. I yeah. like it.
2: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Um, moving on in sports. Um the NBA playoffs have been heating up as well. <laughs> um we've had the Brooklyn Nets who many thought would win the championship much like the Lakers. They got swept by the Boston Celtics. Um you also had uh the Bulls beat the Bucks. You had the Warriors the beat Bucks,
0: the Nuggets. The Bucks beat the Bulls.
1: I mean the the Bull- yeah, my bad. The yeah. Bucks beat the Bulls. Yeah. The Warriors beat the Nuggets. 76ers beat the Raptors. Suns, of course, beat the Pelicans. No surprise in the NBA playoffs. The Mavericks beat the Jazz and the Temp, the Grizzlies are actually, uh, up 3-2 with the Timberwolves. So that's the only game that's kind of going down to any kind of, you know, wire. Yeah. Everything else was a sweep or gentleman sweep, basically. Yeah. Um, gotta ask you about your boy Kyrie though, man. Okay, that's another Cleveland player who is very controversial now uh, I don't think uh he's also the whole Cleveland thing like with that. ben simmons ben simmons who was, who was everybody was reporting would be ready for game four <laughs> It was the last game they played, and he was still he didn't even show up to the sideline this time before yeah. he had been draped up and dripped out yeah. on the sideline while everybody else were in black. And in game four, he did not play and he did not even show up on the sideline. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah. And Kyrie is clapping back at Stephen A. Smith and all the other puppets (laughs) as he calls them who are just trying to slander the back black man. And yeah. So what are your thoughts on your boy Kyrie and the downfall of these Brooklyn Nets, man?
0: Man, it's, Look, my my question the 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 one thing I thought about with this because let's be clear this was a this was a um uh, man-made big 3 they put together. So, you know, uh Kyrie and KD went there and um they eventually got James Harden who was there traded him. They got Ben Simmons who didn't even play for him. Yeah. Um to me it it show you that the big that whole big dream let's team up together that shit do not work man that shit that shit probably will get you maybe a championship or two most i mean from what we seen i mean that's
1: really good actually man (laughs) i mean
0: so if you look at the lakers what they did they got that one bubble championship and now they look like shit man (laughs) so it's kind of like damn it seemed like you better like look Look at them and look at the Warriors. The Warriors didn't really have a man-made, um, like All-Star type of team. They actually drafted really well, and then they eventually got fucking KD, which made it even crazier. Got rid of him. They had, I think they had a couple bad years, but now they' back where they, you know, they ain't even go through a, a awful rebuild. And it's like, damn, like look at look look what happened in Miami. They went. To, they just. They just ran out of gas, man. After a while, like I don't. I, I just feel like, man. I feel like we seeing the end of the whole big three type of thing. I, I. I. I'm starting to see like more people rather stay. You know, with their original team and kind of build up to that kind of like Giannis did. So, um, I guess. I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> because i guess i, I guess we all had a little problem with uh superstars super teaming up together and that was kind of a, a a lebron thing a little bit um i know once lebron retires we probably won't see that as much
2: mm-hmm.
0: but um yeah that was the first thing i thought about it man because the brooklyn thing didn't work at all they they didn't even get to an nba championship <laughs> so um it was rough I don't know what they're gonna do. I know the Lakers are in trouble, but I I have no clue what Brooklyn gonna do. Um, I think we might have talked about this on the podcast too. How like what the fuck is Steve Nash doing? <laughs> I was I was saying that the day he got hired. Mm-hmm. I'm like man, like what like what sense do that make? Like what what type of offense do we run? Like I had no I had no clue what type of coach Steve Nash was. And and now, you know, that last series when they got swept, you kind of see what type of coach he was. Like, that man wasn't doing a damn thing, man. And the crazy part about it, it, it looked bad because they got swept, but they were all in them games. <laughs> they could have won them games. And if you would have had the right coach there, I think they possibly, it could have been a, a seven-game series at least. I'm not saying they could have won, but. They could have at least won two or three games, but um, I don't know what they're gonna do with the coach. I I'm not sure. I'm not even sure what's up with Ben Simmons, man. Do we even want to play? <laughs> Everybody going in on them, calling them a, a quitter and soft and all type of shit. I don't know, man. But I I I, I kind of took joy into seeing the teams that we all had in the preseason that were supposed to face off in the finals. Not even making the playoffs and getting swept in the first round. In the first round. So, um I I think I think we're seeing the end to this whole big three thing, man. Or this super team thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I said it a few podcasts ago. It's funny that LeBron James both started and ended the super team era himself, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He started in Miami with the Heat and ended it with this Lakers team, which is pathetic. So, yeah, man, I think the days of we're some good players, let's all link up and we're going to win a championship is dead now. You know, you got the best team in the league being the Phoenix Suns, man. Mm -hmm. Like, look, like, you know, everybody criticized them, getting Chris Paul, who everybody thought was over the hill. This man just shot perfect from the field a couple of days ago, man. Like, yeah. Devin Booker has emerged as a super all star. So, like, look, they're doing their thing, man. And yeah, it, it's getting drafting and building up talent has gotten way more, has it, been brought back to the forefront. You know, it's no longer, especially with these superstars taking breaks and days off and all this shit going on. Like, you can't trust that, man. So, that's yeah. one. that's the one good thing about the Rockets right now is that you look at these teams that are organic and homegrown and you th- start to think like, OK, we can get there. Yeah. You know, the Phoenix Suns were a joke for a long time, man. Yeah. It took them a long time to get to where they are now. Yeah. So if they can do it. If even the Pelicans can get up there yeah. and shit, after AD left.
0: Shit. Even look at the Cavs, man. They ain't made the playoffs, but
1: mm-hmm. I damn
0: sure ain't had them <laughs> close to the playoffs at the beginning yes. of the season. And they kind of turned it around real quick where they was a good team, but injuries kind of hit them hard. But, yep. um, yeah, man, I think, yeah, I think people starting to realize that we don't, you know, I'm not saying we don't need LeBron or anything like that, but. You don't need three max players like that and all these over-the-hill ex-superstars on one team like that, man. And, um, yeah, man, I think, I think you know, looking at teams like Memphis and shit like that, I think a lot of these – and this is the other thing too, man, like because you mentioned that whole, you know, you might win one or two championships – like how much? How much do that championship really mean in L.A. that LeBron got? <laughs> but
1: to be fair, that's just because it's L.A. They've got a ton of banners up already, and the, also a lot of them probably didn't even like LeBron.
0: Yeah, so that that's, that that's
1: the reason. But that's what, that's give that I'm championship saying. to let's but, say the Jazz, who never had one, they would definitely but, take but, one championship guaranteed over just building.
0: But, uh, but. Would the Jazz have a super team like that in the first place? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Fair
0: and, and see, and I think a lot of players are probably getting a little smart now where they probably wouldn't even go to a super team because, like, Kevin Durant, he got two championships, right? hmm What do those championships really mean at this point? Do that, like, determine his legacy? We still kind of look at him as like, nah, he this dude went to the Warriors and got those rings. So it's not like, oh shit. Nah, this dude, like, okay, this dude solidified now because he got some, he got two championships. Like that shit don't even mean nothing. So as a young player, why would you, why would you, you know, leave your team and go to the Warriors where they already stacked and have your legacy similar to Kevin Durant's where people saying, oh, you ran away from your team and you went to a stacked team. So I'm, you know, if I'm a young player, I'm better off staying where I'm at and building there, unless it, it clearly can't be built. I mean, yeah, but like, look, people
1: can't have it both ways because people judge you, your career on the amount of rings you've got. That's the biggest knock against Chris Paul that he don't have a ring. He, this man's at the very least top three point guard of all time. I feel. In the NBA's history, you know, like his numbers are ridiculous, man. You see his gameplay, you see his style. He is ridiculously efficient, but that's the one knock against him. He ain't got no rings. I'm hoping he gets one this year so they can finally shut that shit down. But they say your career don't mean as much if you don't get rings. So if you jump onto a team that is ring bound, that don't count either. Like, people got to decide, do rings matter or do they not?
0: So do you respect KD more for winning those rings the way he won? No, but I'm
1: not, I'm not ring crazy like everybody else, man. Like I was still, if, if Akeem Olajuwon never won a championship, but got to the finals twice, I would still look at him as one of the best centers ever, you know, because he, he, he drug, especially the first championship year where he drug a team who was, you know, nobody without him. And took them to a whole championship. Even if they just got to the finals, that's a huge victory, man. Yeah. So I'm not as I'm not somebody who's just ring crazy and say, you know, whoever got the most rings is the best. Yeah. Or whoever thought, has a ring is the yeah. best. I I
0: feel like you know? I feel like it's the Michael Jordan um, stance who kind of brought yeah. it. Because, yeah. Because Look, man. Look, say what you want about this guy, but Charles Barkley was a beast, man. Yeah, and it's it's people like Kevin Durant and all these other uh, and Draymond Green that's talking shit. Like this dude was wasn't a fucking MVP during the Jordan era, man. Mm-hmm. And and people look at him like, oh, you ain't win none, you ain't win nothing. Look, I, every superstar ain't gonna win the ring. <laughs> and you know, unfortunately, he was one of them. He got to the finals, but he ran into Jordan. So yeah, look, man. Like I, I feel like I feel like a lot of people probably respect Charles Barkley a little more, his his career and body of work more than somebody like Kevin Durant. Even though I feel like Kevin Durant was, you know, you could argue say he's probably one probably one of the best players we ever seen, you know, skill wise. Mm-hmm. But just the way he kind of ran off and got the two rings so easy, it's just like damn. Like just imagine if KD stayed in OKC. And let's say they got to the finals again. They got to the finals maybe twice again, and he didn't win. We probably would still be like that. we probably look at Kevin Durant as like a Chris Paul, like, damn. Like, this dude's so good, but, you know, he just couldn't get that ring type thing. We wouldn't be looking at him as like a sucker or nothing.
1: Yeah. I mean, what Durant is unique, too, because his own teammates in Golden State told him, we don't need you. (laughs) Yeah. Draymond told him on the court, and we yeah. all heard it. He said, "We don't need you." Yeah, <laughs> and they really don't. They don't. Yes, yeah. they didn't. I mean, they're already good again after a few years, and look where KD is. So, yeah, yeah man. I mean, that's a whole unique situation. But I mean, part of that is just the people's reaction to, you know, the ring culture and judging people's legacy based sheerly off of championships, and you know, so it's. It's a whole, whole debate, man. We could have a whole first take show about rings and all that shit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that that's just where that whole debate comes from. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. exciting I, stuff going on in the NBA right now. Yeah. So
0: yeah, and real the, 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 quick, real quick. I want to stick with sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you heard that this guy named Trevor Bauer, who, a yeah, um, yeah, pitcher, uh, he pitched for the Cleveland Indians, uh, or mm-hmm. the Cleveland Guardians now. And yeah, and, uh, right for the Dodgers uh he just came down with a, a 324 game suspension
1: <laughs> damn
0: <laughs> 2 years of the regular season so pretty i guess it's because he was going through a uh a little like a sexual assault case that yeah, it was it, 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 i don't know if he been I thought him. he was cleared of that though uh <laughs> yeah. I think he might. I thought
1: he I thought he wasn't charged or something. I thought he was cleared of I I forget what actually happened, but I thought I thought he was cleared. But I guess that uh, don't I, affect what the MLB can do, but still that's wild.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, so uh it, it, yeah, it it, it did ha I think he might have been clear of that. But you know how the, you know how these leagues are, you know, you still yeah. you know like a violation of personal conduct and all this other mm. bullshit they got. They got and um they said he's appealing the suspension, the suspension, but that's wild. So
1: wait, an LA judge denied the woman, a permanent restraining order against Trevor Bauer and the LA County district attorney's office declined to file criminal charges in February. Yeah. So, To, to be clear, this is like the NFL suspending Deshaun Watson for two years.
0: That's, that's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And that's crazy, man. Like, look, I'm not saying he didn't do nothing wrong. I don't fucking know. know, And see, and see, we had this conversation with Deshaun. Remember I brought the hypothetical up. If, Mm -hmm. you know, if he's clear of everything, don't have to pay anything. He don't settle. Um, I felt like he should jump right back on the field, but that's not going to be the case. If he, if he's clear of everything and don't have to pay anybody, he don't settle, you know, everything is good. He's still going to get suspended. <laughs> I, I just feel like that's kind of crazy. <laughs> but, um, um so
1: actually another woman actually, um, accused him, but this was after the suspension actually took place or was announced. Another woman has come through and accused him as well. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. Like, yeah. like see, I said, see, I don't his, know what the fuck happened. Yeah.
0: His stuff was a little more, his, this is crazy. This is a crazy part. His stuff was a little more serious than Deshaun. Yeah. And I'm not trying to compare the two, but he actually, they actually had evidence against him. Like the girl yeah. had a picture with a black eye and, you know, marks all on her neck and all that stuff. So it was way more serious than, you know, he say, she say stuff like Deshaun. but, um, I don't. It, it's crazy. He got that much, <laughs> that many games, man. I never seen that before outside of the Lifetime band.
1: Yeah, no, that's crazy. Like, look, I like I said, I don't know, but I will say because I haven't been following the case super, super closely. But a few things I did see made it seem like they had like a BDSM type kinky shit going on, man. Yeah. To where like she knew what this was and he knew what this was. And that was this their thing. Yeah. Now, look, that that is stupid for anybody famous to do this type of shit to begin with, yeah. because you like, fuck it. Even if a girl says she wants to be beat up by me, yeah. if I'm a fucking... One of the best pitchers in the in in in, a, in or best player in any sport or in anybody, fuck yeah. it, just me, yeah. my regular ass self. I'm gonna be like hell no, yeah, nah. Because what ha- what's gonna happen when you decide or somebody yeah. tell you this ain't cool? Yeah. So and then
0: yeah, nah. I mean, look, dog, this is a Law and Order case, man. We we seen this episode a bunch of times of Law and Order, where you know, the girl said he raped me. And he said, Oh well, she, we planned it. She wanted it. Mm-hmm. Like we actually planned it. We booked the hotel. I was gonna come in with a mask and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so look, I, I think it's stupid for people to even do this, man. I'm a it was really stupid. I'm a like, married man and I would not do this. <laughs> this is yeah. goofy. So um yeah, he put himself in that situation. And the worst part about it is it was actual pictures of the girl mm-hmm. all beat up. So it's like, damn, like, I mean, it's unfortunate if he, I mean, if it wasn't all set up and you know, he, he was cleared, but this is, man, this is a mess.
1: <laughs> it really is, man. Like it really is. Um. So, yeah, I mean, look, this could have repercussions in the NFL's decision about Deshaun Watson. Honestly,
0: Get, no, I'm serious. And like you said,
1: it's not as serious. I mean, he didn't, he was not accused of beating anybody. Yeah. The, but the,
0: the key is there's no video or pictures. If it yeah. was a video or a picture. That's true. Yeah. yeah Deshaun would be toast. He, he probably that's true. wouldn't even be in the that's league. That's true. But, um, that's true.
1: But yeah. then you have to keep him like in the same circumstances of him not being charged criminally.
0: Yep. And then the, so yeah, the NFL is in a fucked up position now because. If Deshaun do get cleared of some stuff, or even if he do settle, it's going to look bad if this dude only get, like, four games. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're going to have people comparing it pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's the, the worst thing where, yeah, because yeah, people are going to compare and say, how come? It's going to be the reverse. 22 D- women. 20, exactly. Yeah,
0: 22 women, and he only got four games. Exactly. And this guy got, you know, two years. the
1: right wing talking heads already got their tweets in the drafts. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> talking about how was Trevor Bauer, who wasn't charged criminally, got two years suspension and Deshaun Watson got like four games. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's coming. Prepare for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, we'll it's, see, but yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy story there, man. They're very, very yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. Look, man, I don't judge nobody's kinks. But some shit you just shouldn't be living out. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think, some, especially I, I, when you're rich and famous.
0: Yeah, I think you got a problem if you even thinking this is, you know, a turn on to me. Mm-hmm. I I never thought, you know, beating somebody up was a turn on or.
1: Yeah, him and that fucking Army Hammer dude. Remember that dude? Ar- oh. Who is Army Hammer?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that.
1: The actor who was yeah. like on a, his way to superstardom and then yeah. he got accused of being a cannibal and wanting to eat yeah. women and yep. sending all these I creepy re- texts. Yeah, He got blackballed. That.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Crazy, man. Yeah. Crazy fetishes out there, man. People people maybe porn is a bad idea. Maybe we need to damn porn, dog. Like <laughs> I I've decided, like, maybe we've gone too and this is me talking. I know, man. Like, I'm
0: sorry. What you're maybe talking we've
1: about gone man. maybe we've gone way too far down the rabbit hole, man. People are just too freaky now okay yeah.
0: what was, what was the what was the craziest porn category you ever looked at
1: oh uh, dog don't even ask me that <laughs> question i've seen everything <laughs> <laughs> like i've seen two girls one cup uh-huh. i've seen uh uh i would never seen anything like super illegal like i've never because i wouldn't even want to see like no violent yeah. shit
2: yeah. you
1: know so i ain't seen that but yeah i would say like fucking Yeah, two girls, one cup, (laughs) gotta be the craziest type shit, man. That has to that had to be the worst, honestly. But yeah, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. Um all right, uh other topics that happened this week. Um Megan Thee Stallion sat down with Gail King for a tell all interview about her encounter with uh Tory Lanez. Um in this interview, she basically you know, said that, you know, basically things we, she had already said before, but for a, I guess the Gail King watching audience. Um, she talked about the night where she was shot. Um, she also said that they did not have a, a sexual relationship. They did not have a sexual relationship together, apparently, which was the most shocking thing to me because I think we all assume that. Yeah. I mean, I thought they were dating. And yeah, yeah she, I did yeah, not know. She said but they were She weren't said dating. they did not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, she weird. said
1: they were just close friends. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of strange, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, did you see this and what were your thoughts on it? If you have any.
0: So I, I seen it. I watched it. Uh, I watched the whole thing. Okay. And, uh, first of all, it was a little weird with Gail King interviewing her. Mm hmm. And how she kept calling. her.
1: she had no idea who these people are.
0: The way she was calling her name, <laughs> Mac <D>. Stallion. <laughs> it sounded like a damn, it sounded like a computerized voice when you yep. type a name in a, in, in a system and it just spit out the name. And I was just like, man, she have no idea who she is. I'm like, damn, she could at least take her, her, her fucking broadcast voice off whenever she mm-hmm. say her name. Like that's, it, just imagine a uh, news anchor saying a rapper name. In the, in the news anchor voice. That's how she sounded. But, um, look, man, I I was kind of shocked, man. You know, you know where we stayed. We stood the whole time. We was kind of, you know, Team Meg. But I don't know what's going on, man, because some of the stuff she was saying didn't make any sense. And, um, like we said, we weren't there. There's more to the story. She mentioned how, you know, it started because she want, she was ready to go. And, and I guess it just escalated from there. I felt like there's more to it there (laughs) and it it didn't sound right. And, you know, like I said, everybody got their own side of the story and I'm sure she's Mm -hmm. leaving a lot out, but, um, just hearing that on public TV like that to me, it kind of make her look like the bad person, man. Because you know this all started because you was ready to go, you was ready to leave, and it escalated to you know somebody shooting a gun, <laughs> so that that didn't really sound right, and like you said, um Gail asked her if if they were in a um intimate relationship, and then she 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 said describe intimate. Like, all right, Meg, like, you know what intimate yeah. is. <laughs> like, that's. That just, sounded
1: like the fucking Bill Clinton. That's, yeah. And she even made a joke about it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have sexual relationships with that man? Like, you knew what she, that, that was one of the weird thing about yeah. it. Yeah. Cause she knew what she was yeah,
0: talking about. Yeah, come on now. Like, if I ask you, hey, have we had an intimate relationship together? Your answer is hell no. <laughs> you ain't about to say no. Describe, what do intimate mean? <laughs> all, like it's yes or no, right? <laughs> and for her to say that, I was, I was just like no. <laughs> like yeah, what, it
1: was strange.
0: Yeah, I I dropped my head. I was like no. <laughs> like this is this is not a good look. And then she said they didn't which was shocking to me. So it's like how you know, how did it even get to this then? You know what I mean? Because it seemed like what they going through is like a bad breakup. Mhm. And It just, it just didn't sound right, man. And like I said, I've been supporting her from the beginning. Um, I just look, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm switching sides or anything like that because we don't know what happened. But like, I don't know what's going on, man. I think, I think this interview was a bad mistake. I, I I think it was a mistake doing it. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious to why this came out right now during the case because it seemed like it makes sense for this to come out after everything was resolved. Mm-hmm. But for the simple fact, stuff is still going on and and this interview, you know, just so happened to drop. I'm kind of curious if the case isn't looking too good for her side, where this is kind of a Hail Mary to, to, uh, to win the court of public opinion over. Because you see, look, man, I think she she might be down three two at this point, man. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, maybe they trying to win the favor over a little bit, but it, it's not really looking good. And I don't know what happened, man. But I think I think this interview was a mistake. Um, it it, it made her seem this this the thing when people try to do stuff like this, like you can't. Make yourself seem too good and innocent.
2: Mm-hmm. We
0: talked about this with the Dr. Dre movie, the Straight Outta Compton. Mm-hmm. He looked too fucking innocent, man. <laughs> where where I th- it was too innocent to the point where Michelle decided to make her version of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, if he would have been honest and put some of his trouble past in there, maybe Michelle probably wouldn't have made a, a movie, you know, explaining her side. But I think with this, I think Meg came off as just too perfect, like you know. And I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying you know she would, she deserved to be shot or anything like that. But something else happened. It, it, she made it seem like you know I was just ready to go home, and one thing led to another. And we all know it was, it was something else that happened. But um, you know we people not talking. But the other thing, I kind, I kind of had, I, I really had a problem with this interview too, because we all know Tory can't say anything about her. Tory can't even say that, that girl or she. He can't, he can't tweet. He can't say shit, man. And he, he, he pretty much got to stay quiet. And she out here dropping these interviews, man. I, I know it got to be tough. And I, look, look, I'm not, I don't give a shit about Tory Lane so i'm not sitting there trying to feel sorry for him but it's just it's just not a it's not a good look man and um i hope the truth come out somehow because um it it looked like she was definitely shot so i don't think like i think people need to quit saying that she she didn't get shot because i think i think clearly she was shot but we don't know the whole story and um yeah, man, I, I think she made a mistake by releasing this interview or doing this interview now.
1: Yeah, I was surprised she did it. I was surprised it was with Gail King, because um, like you said, she don't know these people, man. And most of the Gail King watching audience don't know who Tory Lanez is. So it's like this would be more of an interview of like a Charlamagne, I feel, or somebody who's more like a hip hop person to where they can know and ask questions and actually know what the fuck they're talking about. But with this, it was just like, I want the Oprah crowd on my side. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's she like,
0: it's like, she knows she lost the, uh, the black crowd. The, yeah. The, the hip hop crowd, because everybody's still, you know, cl- um, taking the Tory side.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's actually a good point that maybe, she feels because there's already the rumors going around that you know the celebrities and people in the music industry know something we don't, yeah. and that's why a lot of them are trying to distance themselves from Megan Thee Stallion right now, or unfollowing her or whatever they're doing, Um, because they might know something or they haven't they haven't publicly gone to her side, you know? Because who? Else, nobody like we made this these we were talking about this when it first happened how nobody. Really relevant in music right now took Megan Estallian's side yeah. when it first happened and was reported. Yeah. And we're like, why? Yeah. And maybe we're going to find out sooner or later why nobody yeah. took her side. I don't know. Like I said, I wasn't there. My, my entire stance has been like yours. We weren't there. We don't know what the fuck happened, man. I'm not a Tory Land, Tory Lane's fan at all, but I do agree with what you said as well. That's my first thought about it. I feel like every person should have a chance to defend themselves. Yeah. Okay. No no matter what. And you can say he was wrong for giving that DNA evidence stuff to DJ academics, which I understand like that's court stuff and you leaking it out to a, a hip hop journalist, whatever, that's goofy. But the fact that she can go on T V and talk about you. Yeah. And you can't even tweet about he, her.
0: He got arrested. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but he can't say anything. She- he can't defend himself or explain his side of the story. And I think that's unfair, man. Yeah. Like, like I said, he might be a scumbag who shot her for real. I don't know. But everybody deserves a chance to clear their name and respond to allegations. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he can't right now, I mean, it's kind of shitty, you know, yeah. and maybe that's why she was so bold about saying that they didn't have a sexual relationship. Yeah. Because what can he do? You yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. can't he say can't... that's cap. Yeah. It's really, so... it's really troubling, man. Yeah. And you know, I ain't trying to bring the whole race thing in it, but as a black man, and if you accuse of something you, you know, Tory Lane said he didn't do it or whatever he said, if you really didn't do it and you can't even say you didn't do it because you'll go to jail or you can't mention mm-hmm. anything, that's, that's really troubling, man.
1: It really is, man, and like I said, I don't look, I wanted to be on Megan and side very Me badly, like look I, I i we liked her, we like her, and my whole stance was, okay, in the beginning, she didn't even want to make this a big deal. she just got relentlessly called out online for lying, yeah, and she wasn't even talking about it, yeah, but with this Gail King interview. I'm like, okay, so what are your real intentions here? You got new music coming out. You just performed at Coachella. Your music career is taken off, and you honestly, like, look, I know they're in court, but you, career-wise, you should not still be talking about the Tory Lanez incident. Yeah. Honestly. Like, mm-hmm. you should, it should be settled in court, and you should move on with your career, because I never figured her to be somebody about this type of drama. Yeah. You know? she was always the hot girl partying, having fun, turning up and rapping. Mm -hmm. So I would figure she wants to get all this behind her. So to do a Gail King interview now, like a year after it happened and, and just now get your story out. It it does seem kind of like, okay, maybe this court thing isn't going to work out the way you thought it would, Mm -hmm. but you can't, you can't drop out now because you're already too deep in it. So yeah, I don't know. Very, very troubling. I wonder if Rock Nation put her up to it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this was a, uh, a decision by her management to get in front of it. I don't know. Maybe she didn't want to do it, but yeah, it, it, I don't know. It, it's looking rough, man. Yeah. I can't lie. It's looking kind of rough
0: now.
2: Yeah. I,
0: so um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, The uh, another thing that was kind of eye opening for me was, um, How how vocal Joe Budden is about it. He was like tearing her ass up about it. He was just like, man, look, she ain't fucking crying. He was like going in on his interview. I'm like, damn. And he been he been kind of anti Meg for a minute when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. And so you know he in the industry, so I'm sure he probably heard what really happened. Yeah. And was like, nah, fuck that. I'm 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 still I'm rolling with Tory on this type thing. But um, yeah yeah man. Like he was tearing her up about that interview, man. like look, she ain't even f- uh, not a tear fell down her eye during this mm-hmm. interview, like she trying to force herself to cry, and I was just like man like i'm i wonder- I wonder who is putting her up to this man if if is this her or is this strictly management man because I, it's hard for me to believe that she wanna do this because she seemed like the type that just wanna make music and live her life Mm -hmm. and you know, and leave this bullshit alone, but it's not looking good, man. Prayers to everybody. I hope Mm. everybody come out strong and, but this is not looking good.
1: Yeah, I know, man. Cause look, we're already going through this whole Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial where, you know, we found out that she was committing a lot of the abuse yeah. And they had her on tape saying, what you gonna do? You, you, you gonna say, I abuse you. You think they gonna believe you? They had her on tape saying this yeah. shit, man. So like, like I'm not saying that Megan Thee Stallion's thinking this or doing this, but look, man, these allegations are heavy mm-hmm. and they fucked up his entire career. Mm-hmm. So if they're true, it was deserved. If not, then there's got to be some kind of repercussion for her. Yeah. But. We'll find out soon enough, man. We'll find out the truth eventually, and yeah, like you like you said, yeah all, all we can do is just hope for the best, but it yeah. is what it is,
0: yeah, how would you feel if um maybe let's say the truth don't really come out yet, but the case is dismissed, where mm-hmm. Tory is good, he's clear, they won't charge him or whatever the case is, and you know there's nothing here. Move on type thing. How, how would you feel towards Meg at this point?
1: Uh, I, Cause here's the thing. Here's a difficult thing. Like just, and we talk about the whole thing with the Sean, just yeah. because you're not charged or the case is dismissed. Doesn't mean you're innocent. So I'm not going to be the type who's all of a sudden pro government and courts and the law and police. Yeah. Like, because uh, if you're that, yeah. you got to be that all the time. Like you got to be like When George Zimmerman got off, you got to have the same opinion,
0: okay? Yeah.
1: So I'm not going to be one to jump out the window for the law.
0: I'm proud to be an American.
1: Exactly. I love
0: our legal system. <laughs> the system got it right.
1: Because <laughs> when, whenever it, it's a decision that we agree with, suddenly it's, oh, the law said it. So, yeah. of course, you, you, it's right.
0: You seen what Nino Brown did when he walked out he was like yep. yeah i'm proud to be an american <laughs>
1: the justice system is good <laughs> yep, yep. telling you every time every yeah. time people act like that man yep. but then when it's something they don't like oh see the system is corrupt and racist and don't care about black people Shit. okay it's either one or the other man we but... seen it
0: with Deshaun, sean man sean <laughs> yep. was in charge it was like oh yeah people start throwing out the mm-hmm. percentage of Cases that don't get to trial and, you know, don't get charged. And, well, he still did it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah and it, he's innocent. I mean, he's innocent. yep mm-hmm. same thing with OJ. yep You know, hey, it he, he was acquitted. <laughs> yep. So, hey, he, he didn't <laughs> do it. He didn't do it. But, like, look, man, so I, I wouldn't take that as an immediate admission that nothing happened here and Tory Lanez wasn't at fault. But, like I said, everybody deserves a chance to defend themselves. And if things didn't happen the way Megan is alleging it, then she got to answer for something. Yeah. Because this man's career was fucked up and ruined. You know, people forget like he was fucking, uh, he was on a rocket ship with the pandemic shit he was doing, those Instagram live videos, like he was on everybody's albums, like he was doing big things. And then this happened and then he couldn't do shit. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, man. My, 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 I think my belief has been both sides were doing fucked up shit that night, which is yeah. most likely. Mm-hmm. And, uh but only one side's paying for it right now. So,
0: yeah,
1: I don't know, man. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah.
0: It's it's hard for me to believe Meg just wanted to go <laughs> and shit just popped off after that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, something else happened. <laughs> so
1: the, the, the dance bitch while you shooting at her feet, it it's like, look, man. Like, that's like some cartoon shit. Like, I'm not saying it couldn't happen.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, you got know, Coke, who knows what could happen, man. Or whatever he was probably doing that night. But yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just don't know. Um, but we'll we will find out more. And yeah, yeah. Some somebody if somebody's lying here, somebody gotta pay. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. Um other things that happened this week. Uh, the baby, I guess something happened with him. Um, some shooting footage was released from 2018 where he like killed somebody in a Walmart. Allegedly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, So that was released after yet another fight he had backstage with one of his artists. No. Okay. So he got to, I don't know if you've seen this,
1: but I, I think I missed it.
0: Okay. Yeah. He got into another fight. It was with one of his artists. And when I tell you this fight looked like a fucking old ass WWF backstage ambush, <laughs> this shit looked fucking hilarious. I, I need to try to find it to show you. But, uh, yeah. So shortly after that, um, the Walmart video released showing the uh, incident where he actually killed somebody. Mm-hmm. So uh, I ain't not realize that was inside of Walmart. I thought it was like yeah. outside of it. I thought it was like a thing, you know, walking to the car type thing, but it was actually inside the wall. That was troubling, man. Like just imagine you walking through Walmart on the late night and some niggas in there get the f- rumbling and somebody pull a gun out and, and kill him. <laughs> in, in uh, aisle fucking 12.
1: <laughs> honestly, there that's the reason why I don't go to Walmart no more, man. I'd seen some crazy shit in the hood Walmarts before. I don't see yeah. people who look like they was overdosing and they had the paramedics come out. Like I seen wild shit at Walmart, man. So like, look, that's just what happens, but yeah, man. Um, look, the baby ain't getting canceled. It is what it is. This is typical to baby behavior at this point. People expect this from him. So like, uh, whatever. Um, do you hear Elon Musk is buying Twitter apparently?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, <laughs>
1: are you are you uh, are you leaving no people are apparently there's a mass exodus of uh, people wanting to leave now that uh, Elon Musk is buying Twitter
0: yeah I heard yeah I heard he said he was trying to make Twitter where it's free speech again mm-hmm. you know in light of people getting banned for speaking uh, on shit I guess but I don't I don't know what is it gonna do for me <laughs> Because I feel like it's Twitter, funny. I feel like Twitter always change anyway. But I am intrigued of what he planned on doing with it, because that's to me. I mean, I know it's Elon Musk, but I feel like I feel like he's a fucking genius for making the fucking Tesla first of all. So I'm kind of curious what he planned on doing with Twitter.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. Like all you do be, all you be doing on Twitter is shit posting, which I respect because I be posting shit too. But, uh, um, look, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but it, it is funny how people always complain about how uptight and rigid Twitter is and how you get banned for everything and can't say shit no more. And, got well, banned. I wish it was back like it was in 09. Then Elon says, Oh, hey, I'm buying Twitter. We're going to make it lit like it used to be. And everybody's saying, Oh, I'm leaving
2: yeah
1: i'll I, y'all y'all all right people are just gonna take over and y'all it's gonna be terrible see like look man See, see that's do, cr- you, do you want it like it was or not
0: see that's the crazy thing man i still feel like twitter is crazy it'd be some crazy ass shit on here still to me i feel like the people that's complaining about it are the people that's like into the politics and all that bullshit mm-hmm. and those are a lot of the people that's getting banned and blocked and all that shit. So, um, outside of that, man, it's fam, it's still pouring on Twitter. It's still all type of crazy shit on there, man. So like, I don't understand. Like, I feel like that old nine Twitter run. That's, that's kind of a moment, man, because that's when people didn't really, you know, people was out there just having fun, talking to people. They don't know people wasn't trying to be hollywood on there it was it was really fun we was using hashtags to have fun pretty much now everything is promoting everything er, we trying to look like we bigger than what we are we too cool for school and you know ain't nobody you know people ain't trying to follow you back because they don't want to they don't want to look weird and all this other shit it's there's all type of weird behavior going on now, so it will never get back to the 09 thing because the '09 part, it wasn't really, it wasn't really that bad like that to the point where you know it was that open. I, I don't think because I still think it's kind of um, open to a certain point, but just to me, just the politics, you know, the LGBT stuff, you you know, certain stuff you can't say on there, you'll get blocked or banned. I think that's the stuff that, you know, you can't really do, but I mean, was we really doing that back in the day in Oh (laughs) nine, I felt like it was a point of time where politics wasn't really taking over our lives like how it is now. And we was actually, you know, on Twitter, having fun and meeting new people and having, you know, having a good time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, I ain't leaving Twitter, man. That's all I'm
2: saying.
1: I ain't leaving Twitter. Even when I take a break, like look i ain't leaving twitter man twitter it's too goat, much man. fuckery too much fun too many jokes yeah like look it's clean your timeline if you got a fucked up feed and only see fucked up shit all the time man because promise yeah. you there's a lot there's a lot of good on twitter still on funny shit um so i ain't leaving man i, I don't yeah. nothing elon musk can do is gonna make me leave twitter man so i, I ain't yeah.
0: worried about it yeah like i said they won't ever get back to old nine Mm-hmm. You, you you got all these you know sports reporters and you know different people on here that's di- that's on there for work and you know they they have these made up rules like oh you can't say this or you can't tweet this or you can't do this like it's it's never getting back to 09. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so I think w- what it is now I, I don't think it's that bad now man people keep saying oh you can't do it's not how it used to be. Like, no shit. Because, I mean,
1: pe- people still say what they want, yeah. but they get banned for it.
0: Yeah, you get and banned. And
1: tweets get deleted all the time now. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's rougher than it used to be. But, I mean, it's still funny.
0: Yeah, I think it's hilarious, man. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked. More people not really on it because, uh, you know, it, it, I see some of my Facebook friends like, oh, I don't do Twitter. Like, uh, And people on Instagram, oh, I don't do Twitter. Who want to sit there and tweet about what they're doing? Like, clearly, you haven't been on Twitter in a minute. Mm-hmm. If you still still thinking people tweeting about what they have for lunch. <laughs> like, nah, you, you could get the scoop on Twitter, man. Like, mm-hmm. all you got to do, if if you hear something about Meg or Tori, you could just type that shit in the search bar and see what everybody's saying, man, and, and find out what's going on.
1: Yep. Yep. And people talking about how black twitter would be decimated if elon musk i'm like probably the black bad version of black twitter the version who only talks about fucking gender wars all day and, yeah. and fucking 200 <laughs> dates and shit like i could live without that shit ever again so if y'all want to go good riddance <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: um, i'm sick of seeing russell wilson and sierra takes like oh if y'all want to leave man. please y'all leave twitter Please y'all get so offended by Elon Musk buying Twitter that you leave. All y'all people who talk about the same shit every single day. Yeah. Please leave Twitter. Yeah. I'm I'm asking you nicely. Please leave when Elon buys it cuz that that would be refreshing to see some new discussions maybe.
0: I know. I, if I ain't got to talk about Russell Wilson again,
1: <laughs> I would be fucking happy.
0: Like I would yeah. I would talk about him on the football field. Mm-hmm. I do not want to hear, look, man, I don't want to hear no more debates about his marriage and how, yes. you know, corny is cool and all this other bullshit and how niggas don't really like being married. They don't like a man treating a woman nice. That's why they mm-hmm. don't like him, which is bullshit because there's all type of married athletes out here that look good and niggas don't say nothing about them. So I, I think, it I think it's kind of funny when women bring that, that shit up. Yeah. Like, we're not, yeah, we not sitting there talking about Tiana Taylor and we're not sitting on Iman Shepard. We ain't sitting there calling him corny. Yep. <laughs> so that, that's a happily married couple. <laughs> so, uh, that's all it's I only got. It's Russell
1: so. Wilson, man. It's only Russell Wilson. So, yeah. yeah I, I, if y'all want to leave Twitter, I will be okay with it. <laughs> um, Other things, did you watch Coachella? It was, a, I think it was live streamed um happened this past couple of weekends um i forget were there any highlights anything big happened at coachella um
0: um, the only highlights i seen was meg uh i heard she put on a really good show uh, Mm -hmm. and she performed a song which is out now but it wasn't out at the time when she performed it but uh she got a song called plan b yeah um, i heard
1: it with the freaking you remix beat that shit's hard
0: that shit yeah that shit was hard and it was a it was a totally different style. I, it, it was funny because I seen a headline on Twitter saying how oh Meg got real vulgar in this song. Uh, she she performed at Coachella. And I was just like, ain't that every song she got? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she pretty vulgar in every fucking song. <laughs> like it, they made it seem like oh she got real sexual in this one. And I was just like, all right, <laughs> like the sky's blue, but um yeah she performed that um that was probably the most positive thing i have seen. uh thing i seen about meg in a minute <laughs> because mm-hmm. people was really you know hyping this um that performance up so um that was the highlight i didn't really see anything about the weekend <laughs> because he yeah was to, he was the guy that uh he was the one that
1: replaced uh, kanye
0: yeah i didn't really see anything about that but um yeah, another highlight, another one, uh, highlight of the Coachella was, uh, Isaiah Rashad. He oh
1: yeah, actually, that's he actually, right. He
0: actually performed. This was the first time he made any type of appearance or anything since the, you know, since the video came out. And he had a little collage, like a video collage of everyone pretty much talking about that video and everybody, the media and all this stuff reporting that video and after that he just came out and started performing (laughs) so uh he he still didn't actually do an interview or say anything about it but i guess he kind of pretty much said hey this is this it is what it it, that video was it is what it is (laughs) that's pretty much what it was so yeah he didn't like vocally say hey guys about that video or he he ain't do none of that he just had a collage of the whole uh, a collage of all the media outlets addressing it and giving opinions on it and then he just came out and started performing this shit and the and, and the crowd went crazy man so i'm I'm, I'm glad he back performing
1: <laughs> yeah i thought it was kind of over dramatic for what it was i mean he did the ice cube here's what they think about you montage for sucking dick on camera, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like man. On at the end of the day, I don't give a shit. Okay, yeah. live your truth. Like yeah. we all know that he ain't the only one in the industry by far. Yeah. Um, so like, look, look, just get back to making music, man. He ain't he ain't got to talk about it or address. I'm sure he'll talk about it at some point. Yeah. But I, I, don't I, I actually like yeah, I
0: actually like the way he did it because it wasn't like an interview. It wasn't like, hey, let me tweet something or Mm -hmm. release a video. It was just kind of a build-up on stage because that could have been anything. Yeah. uh, That could have been a video or anything uh, building up to him coming out on stage. Did that. Didn't even address it. Just kept going, man. So, I mean, that's all we need to know. And shit, um, like I said, the crowd went crazy. I ain't really seen nothing negative too much about it. So, Maybe maybe hip hop is getting somewhere, man. <laughs> maybe we get into a place where it might be shit normal. A little normal. And not yeah. really not really a big ass headline where we don't have to talk about this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't think we're there yet. Um, but I don't know, who knows, man. We might knows? be getting we'll a
0: little see. close, man, because like yeah. I said, this ain't really dominate the headlines <laughs> like that. It mm-hmm. just he performed, he kept going, people People talked about the show more than the actual beginning, so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe people don't really care.
1: Yeah, maybe. Hopefully, man. Hopefully, people just get past this whole thing, because, yeah, um, mm-hmm. no, I, I don't know. I never really gave a shit to begin with. Whatever you do in your bedrooms, your business, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything else?
0: Uh, are you keeping up with the fake little Dirk? uh what's going on
1: with him what's he doing now i saw him he linked up with the fake drake who people gave that fake drake a little too much okay he don't look like drake at all really no no
0: he just got like number one
1: he about 25 pounds heavier (laughs) and he don't really look like like i think the video that came out was so blurry and bad that we said oh hey it's you kind of look like drake but looking at him in the sunlight yeah that dude don't really look hey, like Drake, yeah, man. Just cause he got the heart emblem yeah. in his hair, don't mean he Drake. Yeah, yeah. any light skin, he don't look like Drake, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. But so the fake little Dirk, uh, so apparently, which is weird, he kind of been going around playing the fake Dirk, and mm-hmm. um, uh Takashi Six Nine and this crew pretty much pulled up on him. And I don't want to say they ambushed him, but they kind of, uh I think. They kind of surrounded him a little bit. They put on a, a King Von, some type of jacket on. They, it's pretty much clowning him a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the fake little dirt pretty much had to get on Instagram and explain what happened and all type of bullshit. It's man, it's a lot going. To, I don't understand why motherfuckers are still paying Takashi Six Nine any attention. I was
1: gonna ask that too, because he is making a resurgence. Yes. And apparently like these gang and niggas are fucking with him again. Yeah. So and it's like there really is no integrity in this shit, man. It's not. And then disgusting.
0: the work the work the worst part about it is like I'd be disappointed that people like Lil' Dirk, uh mm-hmm. I think forty two Doug said something about him and they going back and forth. It's like, why is y'all entertaining this dude, man? He wants this. Uh-huh. He was damn near dead because nobody was paying them no attention. And it, all it takes is somebody like a little dirt to say something. And he, you know, he alive again. So yeah, so it's, it's a lot going on with the fake little dirt and yeah, he in some drama <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm not even, nothing surprises me anymore, man, with these new niggas at this point. Like, look. Yeah. Ain't, ain't no street codes, ain't no integrity, ain't no fucking, like, all this shit's goofy now, man. All this yeah. shit's played out. Yeah.
0: So. As long as those street niggas getting paid. That's all of course. Matter. Of course. That's all so, that matters. They don't care if you, you're a rat or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit, man. Yeah. Air protector. So. That is what it is. Um, anything else happened this week? Uh,
0: have you caught up with the show winning time?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that up. So Jerry West is apparently trying to sue the, uh, the creators of the Lakers based show winning time for an inaccurate portrayal of him. Mm -hmm. Um, I think everybody who is involved or mentioned in this show has a problem with it. Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, jerry west uh i'm sure the bus family probably ain't happy about it either Mm -hmm. so i'm pretty sure everybody who who is portrayed in this show has a problem with how they're portrayed in this show yes Uh, but jerry west apparently is so upset he wants to sue them about it
0: so yeah i um i kind of got a little theory on this on why he might be doing this i think let me i think i got my investigation music on. okay but, yeah, I got a little theory on why he could be um, suing or trying to get jump out there quick. So I watched the first couple episodes, and I ain't, I ain't grow up in the Jerry West days. I wasn't around, obviously, during that time. But apparently he was a big asshole. <laughs> and, you know, the way he was acting in the show was kind of, I, I don't want to say it was accurate, but it was kind of a little truth there. And so in the first couple episodes, he made it clear that he did not want he did not want the Lakers to draft Magic Johnson. And he was the coach then. And he did not want Magic Johnson. He wanted Larry Bird over Magic Johnson. And um uh, I don't know how true that was. I don't know if that was a real conversation. But the way he was acting towards Magic Johnson like he never wanted him, I think he eventually uh quit the co- being a coach. After they knew they was going to get him. And um, I feel like right now, because look, right now he's the logo, right? He's the NBA logo. Mm-hmm. Um, in this day and age, man, I feel like a lot of people um, not really watching this show as much, or at least black t- Twitter or woke Twitter. But looking at this, I can see a point where some of the people on Twitter or the, the fake woke people would try to stretch this and say oh man he's coming off as racist like no uh look how you treat magic johnson in this show and it might come off as real like they might feel like he really did that for real and you know the next step they'll probably do they'll probably try to you know we talked about this before they'll probably try to change out that logo saying hey he out here being racist let's try to get rid of this logo So, my little theory is he probably trying to jump in front of this to, I guess, just in case somebody come out here and try to make some type of accusation like that. I don't know if it's true. I don't know anything about Jerry West. But, in my opinion, I felt like the show is really making them look like a slime ball, man. (laughs) Especially the part where he, you know, he didn't want Magic Johnson at all. And this was like in 79. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 79, to 80, where, you know, somebody like Magic Johnson was, you know, there's no way in hell we could have somebody like that on our team type thing. Like, this dude's too flashy, you know, all the passes behind the back and all that. that. That was everything they were saying in the show on why they didn't want Magic Johnson. So um I could see, you know, this probably won't happen, but I can see where it'd be a far stretch where people try to say, Hey, this, this guy's the logo. We need to get him out of here because look what he, you know, look what this show is portraying him to be type thing. So I can see him. I can see why he probably upset about it. Like, Hey, no, nah, this is not true. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try to take this show down and all type of shit.
1: Um, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Um, because I don't think. Number one, the show is trying to go through great pains to prove that this is not an accurate portrayal of what happened. This is a dramatization for entertainment purposes. Like that's their whole defense in this every for everybody who complains about it. They made a statement, too. Yeah. So no, I, I, I don't think he's I don't think he fear like, look, he just don't like being portrayed in a shitty way. I don't think he fears like they're going to take me from the logo. You know, and like we said before about the fucking logo thing, you have to be told that logo is Jerry West. I, most and most people don't even know. Like he didn't get no right. He didn't get no money for that shit. He didn't get no like they're not paying him for his image cuz it's a fucking a silhouette of a person. Okay? Yeah, yeah. You have to be told that Jerry West was the logo to no, know it was him. Cuz no, if he I, never said anything or anybody never said anything, you wouldn't even know it was him.
0: No, I get that part. But you know how, t- you know how social media could be, man. They can, they can turn somebody's life upside down just by off of accus- accusations. That's not even, that probably won't even be true. So I can see, like, even though the, sh- the, the, uh, the, the makers of the show did come out and say, Hey, we just, you know, we put, put a little sauce on it to make the show look better. He can still have a problem with it, man, because. Look, if, yeah, no, if, he, he is upset
1: about it. I, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I know he's upset about the way he's being portrayed. I'm just saying, I don't think he would think it would go that far. He yeah. just don't like, like nobody likes being portrayed in a shitty way, especially yeah. when you're somebody who's only gotten love in the most recent years. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I understand why but, he's upset,
0: but I, I still yeah. feel like he could. I mean, if it, if it do go that, like I said, I don't feel like a lot of people watching this show enough to cause a storm like this,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but. You know, if it was a popular show, I felt like it could get him in a lot of trouble. Where it's like, damn, this guy, this guy was a shitty person like this. And this guy is still, I don't even know if he's still, is he still a, a executive or something? I, I don't even know what he's doing now. He might, I don't think he worked with the Lakers now, but if he was like the executive for the, for the Warriors or something, like I could see how that could, potentially fuck up his job or something man but like i said it's it's not that far yet because you don't really see a lot of people talking about this show that much but like that would irritate me if somebody was if somebody made a um a series about me working at this radio station and i'm coming across as a a, a shitty person a racist person possibly and they just they say hey you know we know it's all not true but we just put a little extra sauce on it Like I was, I would be like, no, man, because I'm, that's not true at all. Like I'm not this person and you know, it can still kind of affect my job a little bit if I'm still working in that field where they might want to move on from me because they feel like that's a little accurate And, and it ain't no telling what's accurate and what's not accurate because it's one thing if we say, Hey, this part where you threw the trophy through the glass, that's not true. So don't believe that part. So it's not like they're giving us a clear, you know, part of what's true and what's not true. But yeah, I could I could kind of see why he pissed, man, because he look <laughs> like Magic Johnson. Don't I don't think he give a shit. He just <laughs> like, hey, it is what it is. We No, nah, he, he don't he, like it either. He's yeah, already said it. He yeah, don't like it. He, yeah, he don't like it. Yeah, he he mentioned how he wished it was people around that time that was part of it, where it mm-hmm. could be more accurate. But you know, it is interviews of him talking about all the women he been with. <laughs> so, you know, he, I, I don't think he really give a shit like that much where he trying to sue. But yeah. I'm, yeah. Jerry was, he, he, it seemed like he going all out. Like he got shit to lose because anybody else would have just said, like he could have easily just said, Hey, that's not true. Like none of it. like this show is bullshit. The show sucks. It's not true. And ke- And keep it moving. But, it seemed like he taking the extra step to like try to I, I, don't, I don't want to say trying to take the show off the air or nothing, but it seemed like he going the extra mile.
1: Yeah, seems like it seems like it. I did check. He is an executive board member with the Clippers. So, yeah, he could be trying to protect his image and job. I don't know. I don't know what's going through his head. I haven't seen the show, admittedly, so I can't even tell how bad he looks. But apparently he's very upset about it. But whatever, man, he'll live. And yeah. I'm sure I don't know if he has a case even because look, there, there's nothing, all the documentaries it's, and all the all docu- type of like, movies and shows exactly. that do
0: this, man. So exactly. So,
1: yeah, he, like, I don't I, think I've really never I've never
0: either. seen anybody take a, a production down like this. Yeah. So, uh yeah, so, I think the only time I seen something like this happen was like, remember the show Playmakers that was on ESPN?
1: Yeah, <laughs> he took it off.
0: Yeah, I think the NFL said nah nope. No, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so they put a halt yeah. to that. Like we like we gonna stop playing games on ESPN if y'all keep hearing mm-hmm. this shit. Yep. But um yeah, uh Jerry West. Yeah, he ain't nothing he could do.
1: <laughs> yeah, they have no the NBA, what's the NBA gonna do to HBO? Yeah. They don't NBA air no games on HBO Max. Yeah. That, so yeah. I think you they're gonna make be it, okay.
0: You can make anything you want, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you see, man, look. You seen the Aaliyah movie that was on Lifetime? And I didn't her, see it, but I heard it. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not not saying Ashley seen it, but mm-hmm. it actually happened, and her family, um, shit, Timberland, everybody was like trying to stop that shit from coming out. Yeah. And they couldn't do nothing about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's what happens when yeah. you're a public figure.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, am Sha- I am. I am Shanty trying to sue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, damn, bro, what you trying to hide, man?
1: <laughs> mm, could be, could be, could be, could be. Who knows? Stranger things have happened in this world. Um, any other topics we missed out on? I think that about wraps it up. I guess. Uh, let me take a quick stroll down the timeline, see if anything missed. Mm, I you, we probably put this one in the books. What's up? Oh,
0: oh yeah. Now nah, I was going to say, you got your hip, uh, hip hop worst verses or did you want to say that? Yeah. First? I'll
1: do that next time. Okay. It's getting kind of late in the podcast. I'll do that next time. Uh, but yes, I'm, I'm going to take to, to task people who are slandering the good name of goo. Cause I'm tired. <laughs> of, there's a specific take in hip hop that I'm tired of seeing and it involves him. And so I'm going to explain uh why y'all are all wrong. But I'll do that next time. That's going to be the tease. Stay tuned next week. Dog, it reminds me of Stephen A. Smith when Kyrie Irving was making them tweets. And he was like, oh, I'm going to take this brother down. You don't even know what I know. Stay tuned to first take next month, tomorrow morning. I'm going to address it all. He was like on NBA Countdown, but you know that's not his show. Yeah. So So he he has to promo. He's doing he he's doing a promo for a first take on NBA Countdown after the NBA game, right? (laughs) (laughs) Monday,
0: Monday Night Raw. <laughs> you don't want to miss this
1: uh, tomorrow night on SummerSlam because they always promote the fucking pay per view, and I used yes. to make me mad because we could never afford the pay per view. Yeah, so I know, just like seventy dollars. Yeah, nobody could, no kid could afford no fucking WWF pay per view. And yeah. every week they'd hype it up. Yes, uh, tomorrow at SummerSlam, The Rock and Stone Cold sell it once and for all. I'm like. <laughs> Y'all kill me. Why can't y'all no, fight tonight?
0: The the worst part about it is they do an in-ring thing where they all dressed up in a suit or yep. whatever, non-wrestling clothes. And then they just start beating each other ass. But, oh but my what do they
1: do now, dog, they yes. do a con- nigga. <laughs> they do a contract signing for the WrestleMania event. Yes. <laughs> nigga, they take a whole segment of Monday Night Raw to sign a contract for a match at WrestleMania.
2: Yeah. Nigga,
1: y'all already <laughs> what the... <laughs> that's what's weak about wrestling because I remember back in the days they used to have like they used to build it up but they would have like a tag match like let's say it's going to be the Rock and Stone Cold at Wrestlemania yeah. before then the week before or the Monday Night Raw before the pay-per-view they would do something where they had like a tag match <laughs> with the Rock and the Undertaker versus Stone Cold and Kane yeah. So you at least get like a preview yeah. of the pay-per-view. Now it's like, we gonna sit in a table in the middle of the ring and sign a contract for the and match. And they be
0: so extra with it. Yeah. Where they snatch the pen. <laughs> Give me the pen. Yeah. And they sitting there looking. <laughs> and they snatch the fucking paper. Yeah. And then they sign it.
1: And, and somebody then they throw attacking the at somebody and yeah, then they, they slide they, out the ring. Yeah.
0: They throw the pen at each other.
1: Yeah. And the then bad it, guy slides out the ring and runs away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or, or either they'd be, uh, they be fighting, rolling in a circle and the, mm-hmm. like a million referees come out to try yep, to break it up. Yep. Yep. And then Michael Cole be sitting there. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness.
2: <laughs>
0: SummerSlam. Stone Cold. The Rock. This is madness. And oh, all. Yeah, like, Oh man. Mind, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I can't even see the shit.
1: That used to kill me, man. I used to watch it scrambled, hoping that the picture would clear up for a second so I could see something. Never, never did.
0: Man, I was so, I was so pressed, man. I had to go to the fucking library to fucking read about it, man. Because WWF, they used to have, a um like, their website, they used to recap in words of what they used, that what happened type shit. Mm -hmm. I used to have to fucking read that shit just to see what happened, man. It was it was that bad because like I said I ain't had cable I ain't even had ca- I couldn't even watch Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. so um I had to fucking re- go to the- we ain't have a computer we ain't had internet so I had to go to the computer, sign into the computer and, um you only get a little two hour window yeah because somebody else was behind you, so I had to fucking read about what happened during summers SummerSlam or WrestleMania or some shit that that was a struggle man now these
1: kids don't know how good now they all they gotta it, do is subscribe to uh, fucking peacock peacock for like six dollars a month <laughs>
0: and they get and you and watch you get wrestlemania. WrestleMania
1: every paper and you can even watch the old one
0: yes like, what <laughs> you watch wrestlemania for two days straight man mm-hmm. and, and that's that's insane man that's yep. that's crazy like we used we, to have
1: to rent it from Blockbuster if it was even still there, uh, like we, months later we, after it happened. We always,
0: we always had one person who either was fortunate enough to rent it or, uh you know, order it. They were recorded on tape, yeah. And then we would like bring it to school and, you know, bid the teacher. Can we watch this? Can we watch mm-hmm. this when we got some free time? Or we had to go over somebody's house and watch it via, you know, VHS. So, man, that shit was crazy, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: we used to go over my cousin's boyfriend. Um, he used to be really big. Well, I think he, he might still be, uh, mm-hmm. but they ain't together no more. But um, he was really big in the WWF, and we all used to go to his house to watch the pay per views because he ordered every one, and that's the only way we could watch it is to go to his house and watch the pay per view. <laughs> so we go over his their house and we watch the whole thing, man. That's the only chance we had to watch fucking WrestleMania 17 in Houston yeah which i didn't get to go to
0: but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i wa- I watched one pay-per-view one time my sister um she let me order it at her house i think mm-hmm. i think it, it might have been like 50 or 60 bucks or something like that i think and uh i think it was like backlash or something i don't even know if they still have that but it was yeah like I don't wwe think backlash And, man, when I tell y'all so fucking happy, I'm like, man, like, this shit, Mm -hmm. the coolest shit ever, man. So, it was, man, those was the days, man.
1: Yeah, it really was, man. Wrestling was something else. It's hard to explain, really, to kids who weren't around in that era what wrestling was back then. Because you watch it now, and it's like, it's not all bad, but it's nowhere near what it used to be, man. You used to think, like, the world was ending when some niggas were about to fight. Yeah. Like they hyped the promos you, and the way they thought they, they didn't like up. each other in
0: real life. Yes. Now and these motherfuckers.
1: They didn't. Yeah. Now, yeah, now motherfuckers
0: now motherfuckers be doing interviews in the same room. Uh,
1: they be tweeting at each other. Yeah. I'm like young niggas don't even care Come to make on, it look man. real no more. Yeah. <laughs> Shit goofy. Yeah, everybody friends
0: but, and cool taking selfies together. That's the one thing yeah. I don't like about this era, man, because you've never seen that. Like mm-hmm. I thought Stone Cold Steve Austin was like Dead-ass real. Like,
1: mm-hmm. if you see him
0: in the grocery store, you're going to see Stone Cold in the...
1: You thought he was really trying to kill this man. Yes.
0: I thought he really whooped Booger T. ass in the grocery store for real, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Stone Cold coming in the hospital. I, I thought... Vince was in the hospital for real,
2: mm-hmm. and fucking
0: hit him with a pan, frying pan or yeah, some shit.
1: Pan, it was a bed pan, dog. <laughs> that might be
0: the funniest fucking scene. Oh, scenes. definitely.
1: He beating his leg cast and hitting him with a bed pan. Like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah.
2: Too
1: funny. Too funny. Yeah. But yeah, I digress. But I say that to say I will uh, uh, go ahead and put that the 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 real worst verses in hip hop will be coming next week on the podcast. And yeah, I'm gonna get into it because it's about time to kill some narratives that have been going on for too long. And I'm sick of it. Yeah. So, Figgy, this is it's actually good this way. Figgy, get your list too. I want you to have a list. Okay. Make your list of the top five worst hip hop verses. I already have mine ready, and we will compare and contrast. Um, and we we're, because we're trying to get a, a real list of the worst hip hop verses. Okay. You know, I actually, hey, y'all listening to the podcast right now? or watching on stream or whatever, let us know yours as well. Your picks. Your five worst rap verses of all time. Could be anybody. Even legends. Fuck it. Jay-Z. You want to put them Jay-Z in there? Put them in there. Mm -hmm. But let us know your worst verses in hip-hop of all time, and we will compare and contrast, because we're trying to put a legitimate list, because one person has got a little too much flack for the so-called worst verse in hip-hop history. So we we going to put it to bed once and for all next week <laughs> on Monday Night Raw. Jim's mm-hmm. <laughs> and Juice Podcast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. We got the Anita. We rolling out. We rolling out. Yeah. We good. There we go. Yeah. So, as always, we appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Um, and like we always say man make sure y'all tune in on twitch on uh twitter on youtube Leave us a comment oh should it ended.
0: It? oh no i just i ended the broadcast i'm still rolling on the audio
1: okay because okay. i don't
0: want to okay. take us down and need That's to be pissed man she, she i know she, she, she got like some lawyers she out man i know they all over uh, youtube
1: but- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Make sure y'all hang out with us if you if you ain't got shit going on on Friday nights. uh, Hang out with us, man. You talk to us. We'll give you feedback. We'll shout you out on the podcast. We're on Twitch, uh, Twitter, YouTube every night Friday night around seven seven thirty ish. So yeah, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for rocking with the podcast. Of course, make sure you keep it locked in It's Sports Radio six ten Monday through Friday a lot of draft stuff going on a lot it's a busy week if you're a sports fan man or if you care about sports at all especially houston sports so make sure you keep it locked in you got biggie fig on the ones and twos curating the vibe and doing the thing um, I'm, writing shout pro- to I'm writing the promos now man are you writing the promos? Mm, everything you now. I'm about to say now. they do sound good now, man. Yeah, man. I don't hear no corny cracker jokes in it no more. <laughs> 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 That's yeah. dope, man. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, y- y'all make sure y'all keep it locked in there. Of course, make sure y'all keep it locked in with us. And until next time.
2: Peace. <laughs>
0: the same hey it's figgy fig and i gotta tell you guys about Pittman chiropractic and wellness i've been having some serious lower back and neck issues over the past few years and finally i decided to get to checked out with dr Pittman. after my first two appointments my neck and back felt amazing my body feels rejuvenated and i actually walked out the office faster than when i walked in. and you can have that same feeling Pittman chiropractic and wellness specialize in neck and back pain muscle and joint pain and so much more make your appointment today 346-774-2887 and that's 346-774-2887 or you can check them out online at pcawellness.com that's pcawellness.com and tell them figgy figs at you